from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to the third episode of the Burnham Up podcast. Philip Tang and Carmen Lastoria back here with you this afternoon as we record this one. And Carmen, two weeks down, we survived the volleyball invitational 12 games in two days plus home soccer for both the men and the women this week it's easier for us because everything's on the road yeah we we made it through so we we survived it was a busy but exciting home weekend and so uh you know the men's soccer team got a hard-fought tie a 2-2 draw with carson newman excuse me and then the uh, women's soccer team uh, came out and uh, they did not draw in their first home game. It they was a nine nothing victory over Emmanuel. Uh, Ellie Chrysler had four more goals. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. She was the defending back-to-back GSC Player of the Week, and that was an NCA era record for the Lady Flames as far as goals in a game, both as a team nine and an individual. Ellie Chrysler with four, so an exciting win there. And then the women's soccer team had a hard-fought uh, nil-nil draw on Sunday against a pretty good North Georgia team at North Georgia. So uh, volleyball went one and three, but good competition. Had the number two team in the country in Walker Arena, so I think they got better over the course of those four matches. So, yeah, busy weekend. It's behind us. Our teams are on the road now, and uh, so we'll catch our breath here and uh, continue to get right into the heart of it. It's GSC time, and so the stakes get higher now. It's hard to believe that we're two weeks into the season and yeah. Sokka's already diving into GSC play. One of the guys that's had a pretty good game against Carson Newman in the draw, the 2-2 draw, was Fabian Navarro. Scored the opening goal of the game. Has had a couple assists on the season. He is our special guest this week. And Fabian, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So, Fabian, listen, I, I when I'm doing the broadcast, you there, there are a couple of times every game where I'm like, what an incredible move by <laughs> Fabian Navarro. So, first of all, just take our listeners through. Where did you learn to move with the ball at your feet like that? I don't know. I think I've just just always had the ball on my feet, so I've just been comfortable with it. Yeah. Just every day, just always with it. I think I've I was just born with it. I think. I like, yeah. Did you also have a lot of competition growing up amongst oh, friends and yes, relatives yes, that made um, made you have to be better? Yes, I actually played uh guys that were five five years older than me, so yeah, they kind of toughened go. me up. So like they would always kick me, push me down. They're like, oh, this is just to get you better. At the time, I didn't know. Like, I would just leave crying. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, but now that I look back at it, I'm just like, whoa, like, that helped me. And, like, now, I just, now I'm so used to it. Like, it's, it's like nothing. Yeah, I think it's worked out for yeah. you. Take me through the spin move, right? Because that seems to be a move that you've got in the back pocket for just the right moment. And, I mean, it's like you're playing a video game, you hit the B button, and you spin around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the, where'd you learn the spin move? Oh, yeah, so from a young age, we've always, my, my youth coach has always – We've always done like individual skills, and yeah. it's always been like one that I've always had in my pocket, just because it's like a kind of a fake shot, but you bring it back and make always makes the defender, yeah, like kind of faint, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I've always had that. I always trained. I think uh, once you really like a move, you like work on it over time. It just becomes a signature move. So yeah. I think that one's always been my signature move, my, my go-to move. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, the spin move. Uh, <laughs> next time the men's soccer team plays at home, make sure to check that out. Fabian Navarro joins us, and Fabian, you. You scored that that goal there in the what? It was like the fourth minute of the Carson oh, yeah, Newman like, game. It was like the second minute. Yeah, or maybe minute, second yeah. minute. Yeah, it was like right right there. So uh, take us through that play because um, you know you have three assists on the year. You mm-hmm. scored that goal, but 
You guys just seem to have a very unselfish, very deep team. I know you got a beautiful cross. If I'm if I'm correct about, it, I think it was Gnome that that crossed no, it in. Soggy, maybe, yeah, or Soggy, soggy that's yes. right. Excuse me, Soggy that crossed it in. And so, just take us through like now in your sophomore year, the mm-hmm. team chemistry that you have with those guys, because you, it just seems like you guys are really finding each other in good places. Yeah, honestly, this year uh, our team chemistry, I feel like it's it's grown. I yeah. feel like uh, my chemistry with everybody on the team has grown. Uh, freshman year, I got accepted really well. Uh, every time we went on away trips, I got put with different roommates. So I feel like my chemistry built even more with them. So I'm kind of glad that worked out. So now I'm heading into my sophomore year. Like we only lost uh, two starters. Mm-hmm. So like it was like it was really good coming into the season knowing that like, oh, like I'm going to get along really well with everybody. Yeah. So like chemistry has always been there. So I'm glad like now, now that we're actually getting into it deep into the season, like it's going to build even more. So yeah. Well, how much of a step did you see going from your freshman year now to your sophomore year with just being more comfortable with how the college game, maybe what to expect? How did you see yourself grow in that aspect? Oh, yeah. that uh, I feel like I grew like uh, freshman year heading in. Like uh, my, I feel like I had to change my game a little bit just to play like the college pace is just yeah. way different. <laughs> like I did not expect like I remember first game I came in, like I got whacked right away from, from behind. So I'm just... So from then on, I kind of was just like, whoa, like now I need to like, I need to be like, take it more serious now. It's not high school. Like this is college. So like now he- heading into sophomore year, like I know what to expect. So I'm ready for everything. So yeah. Different level of competition. Yeah. So take us through Coach Pottiger's demeanor. You know, Coach Pottiger was an incredible player in his own right. All American yeah. at Penn State. Coach with the Naval Academy has been a head coach for 10 years now. Six with the Leaf Flame. So, uh, but he's just a very mild manner, like easygoing guy off the pitch. And then, I mean, he kind of like the intensity, the yes. switch gets on, right? Yes. Uh, actually, I I kind of like that, you know. Yeah. I don't like a coach that was like that doesn't scream at us. Like he keeps us on our toes, you know. Right. Like we're ready every single game. He tells us from the get-go. Like from the get-go, we keep it going. So, yeah, the intensity from him, like I kind of like because it, it flips a switch for us. Right. So it gets us going. So, yeah, I, I kind of love that intensity. Like. I feel like the environment there with his intensity, like every single time we're at our practice, like our our level of practice is always high. Like our standard is very is up. It's very up there because yeah. of Potter. So I kind of like that. So once, so like once heading into the season, our standards are going to be even more better. So yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. How hard do you guys do you find it playing with guys that are international that maybe come from a slightly different style background? Because a player from Finland might have a different mm-hmm. background style from Italy. How did how do you guys kind of work that all together? Well, that well, I mean, it's just like everybody's just it's just a style of play that like Coach Potter is just trying to get us into, and I feel like we're all kind of falling into it. And it's I feel like it's working out really good. Like yeah. last year, we got to the finals <laughs> with that style of play, and like we're keeping it up. So yeah, like uh, I feel like everybody has their has their style of play, but Coach Potter's style of play is like our way to go, and like. I mean, there could be a few minutes where we add our own flair and stuff, but then at the end of the day, it's just the way that Coach Potter wants us to play. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, you guys seem to, to play in the offense well. Of course, the defense yeah. is a veteran defense and uh, keeps teams off the board as well. The men's soccer team off to a 2-0 and 2 start as they begin conference play. Before we get to conference play, let me let me ask you this. So you've got those different personalities mm-hmm. on the team. Let me just throw a few <laughs> rapid-fire questions at you. Who's the funniest guy on the team? Um I have to say Stein because of his accent. Okay. His accent's so funny. Like it's it's just very funny. Just hearing his accent when he's very mad, it's just it's so hilarious. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I could see that. I could certainly <laughs> see that. Who is the most intense on the team? Oof. I'd have to say 
Jeremy, if you get him mad at practice, okay, yeah, he'll go at you. He's crazy. All right, He's all right. <laughs> um, who's the guy? <laughs> l- let's see. Who's the guy that you can always count on to like um, be that support? Like just the the rah rah guy always tries to keep people up. Uh, I feel like my go to guy. I say, for me, I don't know. Mm, I'd say MA just because I play yeah. with him in the middle. I feel like everybody goes to MA just because yeah. he's like, well, he's captain. He's been there. Uh, he's been here all four years. So, like, we all look up to him. So, yeah, I feel like everybody goes to MA. So, okay. Yeah, he's, he, he's the go to guy. That's a good one so, to go yeah. to. Okay, final rapid fire question right. here PK. <laughs> uh, PK. You taking it against Sam Keener. What happens? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that good at PKs. But I'd probably. I don't know. Oh, let's say I don't break, know. breakaway one out one v one. You and Keener. Who's going to win that battle? Oh, I don't know. Probably me. Probably me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. There you go. I'd probably hit him with the spin move. Hit him yeah. with the spin yeah. move. We just talked about that. Absolutely. So, yeah. what was the recruitment process from Coach Potter bringing you here to to Lee? Because you're just down the road in Dalton. Oh, yeah. So you knew about Lee, but what was that kind of recruitment process like? So that recruitment process was uh, what I was coming out of COVID year. So there was a, there was a couple schools that I was looking into, but uh, some of their seniors got called back because of COVID year. So once, I mean, Lee was, uh, was already hitting me up. They were coming to my games. They came to one of our ID camps. And, you know, I just... I just hit them back up, and then I came, they they invited me to the campus. And that day I came on campus, I just fell in love. Like I, they walked me around campus. He sat me in his office, and I felt like I felt like at home just the way he treated me. Yeah, just just the way like his hospitality was. It was just amazing. Yeah, it's always cool. I, I yeah. like that Tang asked that question because it's always neat to kind of see the yeah. different stories about how players come here. And so uh, we're certainly glad you're here. Okay, looking forward now, uh, Fabian, we you know we had the non-conference schedule. You guys mm-hmm. still have one non-conference match that will be in there uh, near the end of September. But we get yeah. into the GSC season. Yeah. Talked with Coach Pottinger game <laughs> on Saturday, and he talked about, hey, that's when the season really begins. Yeah. We want to play well in these first few games, but, man, we understand that it's all about the GSC. So – uh, what's your mindset? What's the mindset of the team going into this first road trip against Union on Friday and Christian Brothers on Sunday? Yeah, uh, we're going with a, a really strong mindset, you know, just coming off a 2-2 and just knowing that in that game, like, um, that we could have had a lot of chances knowing that we had 16, what, 16 shots in the first right. half. Yeah, mm-hmm. we it could have been 4-1. Four, four, so, yeah, just knowing that, not going into conference play, like that's where like we have to be really disciplined just just having to finish off our chances cuz knowing just going into that like uh, other teams just score off mistakes mm-hmm. if you know it's just off mistakes so yeah we just have to capitalize our chances and that's where we just that's where we just have to be disciplined with ourselves and coach Potter has been he's been telling us that uh coming back this week he's like we have to be disciplined with ourselves so yeah we've been taking that action and i feel like going on to this road trip is going to go really good well, Fabian, we're excited uh, to continue to watch you guys grow as a team. It's an exciting brand of soccer. Listen, guys, if you if you love high pace, high energy, excitement, up front in the attacking third man, get out and watch this Lee men's soccer team. Final question, Fabian, before we let sure. you go. One word to describe this team. What would you if you if you just had to pick one word, what would you just how would you describe this team? It's amazing. 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 I yes. like it. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> well, we expect an amazing season. Uh, it's already off to a great start. Yes. You personally are off to a great start as well. So keep up the great work. And, hey, keep Thank spinning you. people out of their shoes, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll take a quick break and hear from our 
Sponsor McDonald's, and then Carmen and I will be back and wrap this episode up here in just a moment on the Burn'em Up podcast. The Burn'em Up podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you. Sweetwater, Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. Madisonville and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames! And welcome back. Big thanks to McDonald's each week for bringing you the Burn'em Up podcast. Philip Tang, back here with Carmen Lestori and Carmen. And always like hearing how athletes can come to a school and why they chose. And it's big that for like for Fabian, it felt like home on the visit. Sometimes it takes yeah. a, you know. A week or two to get into class, uh, school. Sometimes it's a month or two. He felt it even before he got here. Yeah, I think that's an indication of the type of culture that Coach Pottiger and Coach Strickland are building here, along with uh, GA Danny Ranko and goalkeeper Coach Ryan Schwartz and Troopers. It's just a culture that, that draws people in. I mean, people want to be a part of a winning culture. They want to be a part of a healthy culture. And I think uh, you're really starting to see that build. Coach Pottiger now in his sixth year. And uh, so he's had success each and every year here. And uh, – yeah, Fabian is an exciting player. I'll tell you what, it's taken a couple of years, I think, for Coach Pottiger to really be able to establish the brand and style of soccer that he likes to play. I mean, he, he, was, a, he was a goal scorer in his own right. He likes to play a fast pace. Uh, but this is a very balanced team, too. I mean, a veteran yes. back line. Um, with my boom and uh, Sagi Rada back there and uh, Bischoff, of course, goalkeeper Sam Keener is a veteran. And then you mix that in with M.A. in the middle and Fabian and some of the explosive players they have, Stein and um, Nisim. And so th- there are exciting players up and down this roster. And it's really, I think, the deepest team that he has had in a long time and also one of the most explosive. So I'm excited for them to get into conference play and see what can happen. Yeah, and I think it's been good that they've experienced three almost different style of teams. Mm-hmm. You know, North Georgia may be a little more of this tempo. Carson Newman a lot more physical. Emmanuel's this way. Yeah. So it's been good to see a variety of things because who knows what Union, Christian Brothers, West Florida, and MC and AUM are all going to throw at us. Yeah, you do know one thing. It's probably going to be a physical style, right? Traditionally, GSC teams play a little bit more of a physical brand of soccer, and I think it was a good test for us, as you alluded to, particularly against that Carson Newman game. Uh, I was on the call of that game, and certainly it was a, uh, you know, maybe I think there was five or six yellow cards. It was a physical game, Uh, but that's good. That's going to get us ready to play that style of soccer in the GSC. Yeah, and the women's side also starting GSC play this week. And again, we kind of saw almost with North Georgia and Emmanuel what teams are wanting to do, the Lady Flames, and kind of slowing the pace down and not letting them get as many shots off. Against Emmanuel, they eventually fell down, but North Georgia held fast for that entire game. Yeah, I know Coach Hennessy was, you know, probably a little disappointed that they weren't able to capitalize on some of their opportunities and then felt like maybe uh, at times they put a little more pressure on, on goalkeeper Josie Taylor than, than was necessary, but she came up with, with several big saves. I think she had six total in the match. And so that's a good sign. She's a freshman goalkeeper, but she seems to be settling into her role. And so, yeah, overall, I think the Lady Flames will be fine. They're 2-0 and 2, so there's that, that, that's nothing to uh, uh, hang your head about. Uh, certainly, that's a, that's a good start. 
but I know Coach Hennessy wants to see offensively them be able to finish some of those chances uh, that they create, and they're going to need to do that once they get into Gulf South Conference season. But uh, hard to argue uh, with a team that hasn't lost since the spring of 2021 in that COVID short yes. spring season. Yes. Chris Hennessy's team is 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 I think going to be just fine. They're playing well. Ellie Chrysler is off to amazing individual effort. Back to back GSC players of the week. You know she's got six goals on the year now. To, uh, four of those. Uh, coming in that win against Emmanuel. Right. So they've got some explosive players. I just think Coach Chris Hennessy would like to see them capitalize on some of those attacks that they create, um, you know, with a little bit more efficiency so that you don't get into so many ties. Because you're exactly right. With with no overtime now, you're going to see a lot of these GSC mm-hmm. schools pack it in and try and really play for that 0-0 game or maybe try and find something quick on a counter. And so they're really going to be playing conservative against the Lady Flames. And so it'll be important for the Lady Flames to be creative and try and create opportunities to score early and often. We now look at the volleyball team quickly. They're the other team in action. We'll get to the three sports coming up that are about to start next weekend. Right. So we'll get to them in just a second. But volleyball, one and three this past weekend, really competitive in every single one of those games. We, we sat and watched all of them. Either I was in public address, you were on the uh, live stream with George Starr. They were competitive against Washburn, against St. Leo. They beat Erskine and were competitive against Trebek and Nazarene. And like Coach uh, Callie told us, in the postgame, just learning how to finish. And I think we saw that against Erskine. Now he's got to get more consistent at it because there's a lot of talent there just learning how to finish a set. Yeah, I think you alluded to it. When you look at the record, the record in and of itself is not great when you see two and six after the first two weekends. But then when you dig a little deeper and see the type of competition that they've played, it's a little more understandable, right? You played the defending national champs, number one ranked team in the country, Tampa, last week, uh, or, or two weeks ago. This last week, you played the number two team in the country, Washburn. We were we were right there at the scores table watching them play. They're the real deal. <laughs> yes. I mean, they were powering home uh, some of those kills like I have never seen before. So uh, obviously, the, the level of competition was high. But as a young team, you learn that's the level that we have to get to if we want to compete with the best teams in the country. So we're not there yet, but I think a step in the right direction. Um, You know, the two wins have come via five sets, so we're learning how to close out five setters when the pressure's on. Um, And so consistency, I think, is the key for this young team. Still trying to figure out the lineup and the rotation, and I think there's got to be some continuity and consistency there. But, yeah, I think a step in the right direction overall uh, after the first two weekends. And then uh, they'll get on the road now and uh, head down to Arkansas. Hopefully three wins this weekend for the Lady Flames over in the natural state. Teams that are about to start. So in the last handful of years, tennis has really gotten more and more of a fall schedule, which I think is a good thing. They're not just a spring sport anymore. Both the men and the women's, the Flames and the Lady Flames tennis teams start on the 10th and the 11th. They go to Lincoln Memorial over in Harrogate, Tennessee for an open. They've got the ITA Fall Regional in September. They play Cumberland. They go to a Lander Invitational, and they've got a Gulf South Conference, kind of like a fall mini tournament. Yeah. So they've got plenty of stuff for them to get some more experience leading into the actual championship season. It's kind of like golf. How do we, yeah, well, I was do it. just going to say that. I, I think you're, you're starting to see tennis as, as Coach Hines continues to build a winning culture and a winning program there with the men's and women's tennis team. Yeah, you're starting to see it where they're playing a lot in the fall, and he loves that. I mean, it's great competition for his guys and girls to get out and compete on the court against other teams in the fall to get them prepared uh, for that regular season, the championship season, as you alluded to, in the spring. So it's great to see. Um, I know he's really high on both teams. I I think he really feels like – 
you know, both teams are headed in the right direction. Of course, last year the men's team uh, was ranked as high as, I believe, 17th in the country, and so they're bringing a lot of firepower back and have added some new pieces, women, the women's side as well. Um, and so they, they've got some really good pieces in place, and so I'm excited to, to see them get to work and, and, and here in a few months see what they can do, obviously, in the spring season as well. But, you know, I think Coach Hines likes where his teams are at right now. So it's exciting to see tennis getting – kicked off and uh, of course women's golf will yep. also open up uh, on Monday and Tuesday as a part of the UND Fall Invitational that is a loaded field you know the University of Indianapolis is a uh, high-powered golf program really they're they're pretty good in all sports uh, yes. they're very similar to us in the sense that they've they've got a well-rounded athletic department but that's going to be a good test for the ladies who come mm-hmm. in ranked uh number what is it number eight eight in the country preseason so they will get a good test right off the bat yeah definitely so coach g her first official uh uh, match weekend that she gets to lead as the head coach of the lady flames yeah so it'll be be fun for her to take and run with that the men's golf team doesn't start until the week after when they go to north georgia right so they're a little bit ways away from that and then the cross-country teams a week from Saturday on the set Friday uh, on Friday excuse me on the most cross country meets yes. are on Saturday but we, yeah it is going to be September 16th uh, what is that down in North Alabama yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so the cross country teams both ranked uh, as well I believe the uh, women are 12 and the men are no the men are 12 the women are 10 that's right I'm sorry so, excuse me the lady flames are 10 mm-hmm. the men ranked 12 so there you go you got both golf programs of course we expect the men's golf team to be ranked number one they better be uh, they should be they're the defending national champs listen I've got a I will be fired that will be my fired up uh, <laughs> moment for the week if that's not the case uh, as we mentioned the women's golf team ranked eighth they're in the top 10. Um, women's lacrosse, women's cross country ranked 10th, men's cross country 12th. So you got four teams right there ranked in the top 12. Excuse me, let's throw five teams in there with the Lady Flames currently ranked uh, number nine in the country. Uh, that poll just they came out yesterday, I think, or the other couple days ago, whatever yeah. that was. So but. that poll just came out. Uh, so the Lady Flames. So there you got five teams right now. Five of the seven teams that are competing in the fall are ranked in the top 15. Yes. I mean, that's that's just pretty incredible, really, uh, ranked in the top 12. So that just goes to show you it's a should be another exciting year. And the, you imagine the men's soccer team, a couple more wins. And they'll crack that and as well. they'll crack that yeah, so you, so you could essentially have, you know, six of your seven teams that are competing right now uh, be ranked in the top 25. Uh, if the men's soccer team goes 2-0 and I would this weekend, I would expect them to crack the top 25 as well. well Carmen, you alluded it already. You mentioned the fired up moment for the week. Yes. What do you have on – Already off the top of your head that you, you've got rare to go. I do. Okay. Fired up moment for the week. Let me say this. I was fired up. Can I can I do two? Is yes, that go for it. Let me go do for two. It. So let me let me say this. First of all was the four goal performance by Ellie Chrysler, right? That was mm-hmm. a record setting NCAA era record setting, right? There's some NAI records that are never going to get touched, by the <laughs> no. way, uh, in women's soccer, but that was an NCAA era record for individual goals in a game, four for Ellie Chrysler. And then as a team, nine goals. So I fired up for her back-to-back GSC Players of the Week. Maybe one of these weeks, Ellie will let somebody else win it. Hopefully not. Uh, but she's off to a fantastic start. And then my number two is going to be um, uh, Nisim's goal. So the second goal that we scored, uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it was, a, uh, I believe, Noam Stein crossed it in. And uh, Nisim just, I mean, with his leg, like, pretty much like 90 degrees out, like just flicks the ball out of midair and powers it in the back of the net. The goalkeeper had no chance um, to stop it. And so just another 
Uh, excellent individual performance by one of our fantastic attackers. So he's from Israel, one of three players from Israel. Uh, Nisim, I kept calling him Nisim, and he politely corrected me post game that it's Nisim. So I apologize for that. But that was an incredible goal, so that fired me up as well. For me, you did not see this one because you were at the men's soccer game. In the volleyball game, Abby Stroh took a spike basically off the side of the face. It bounced and went wide. We saved it, got it across back and forth, and ended up getting the point on that. Oh, you got to love that. That was awesome because it literally, <laughs> if you've ever seen the BYU video, the Scott Sterling videos, it basically reminded me of that because it came basically like off her right part of her forehead, straight to the side, and we end up saving it and eventually won the point. I'm telling you, Abby will do anything <laughs> for her team, including getting in front of a hard attack like that. So congrats. Abby, by the way, had a, had a very – a very good weekend uh, overall. Yes, she yes. was a part of the Lee Invitational All-Tournament team. But, hey, shout out to Abby for putting her body in harm's way <laughs> yes. to get the point, doing whatever it takes to help the team win. I love it. Well, that's going to do it for Episode 3 of the Burn em Up podcast. Stay tuned to Lee U Flames and all of our social media for all the action on the road this weekend. Stay tuned to Twitter and to Instagram. We'll give you as many updates as we can. And, of course, LeeUFlames.com has all the links for both stats and and live video of all the away events this week. Our thanks to McDonald's for bringing you the Burn'em Up podcast. For Carmen Lastoria, I'm Philip Tang. We'll catch you next week.